live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World with the Carries on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. To participate in the program, call us at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or check in anytime online at RudyMaxa.com or follow us on Facebook or Instagram at RM World Travel. And now, welcome to America's number one travel radio show, Rudy Max's World with the Carries. Welcome aboard to Hour 2 of Rudy Max's World with the Carries. You're listening to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show. And Mary, Robert, and I are glad to have you in the house across the nation with us today. We have stations all over the country now. Robert and Mary are in their home studio. I've ventured about an hour's drive away from my home in the Twin Cities of Minnesota. I live in St. Paul. And I'm in a pretty little river town called Lake City, right on the Mississippi River. And a lake, actually, which is, I mean, they, the water's touched. But there's a big bulge in the Mississippi right here, the largest bulge in the Mississippi River from where it begins in northern Minnesota all the way down to New Orleans. It's called Lake Pepin. And uh, anyway, I'm here. It's a town celebrating Johnny Appleseed these days this weekend because, uh, excuse me, this weekend because there is an apple industry here and because of a little microclimate caused by the lake in this river valley, they can uh, grow apples about three to four weeks longer than anyone else in Minnesota can. any rate, uh, this is also, by the way, and uh, if you didn't hear uh, the previous hour, this is where water skiing was in invented. Um, and as I say, that's something you can win a bar bet on. Where was water skiing invented? In Lake City, Minnesota. Yeah, uh, Robert, I know you uh, uh, wanted to push the results of our current travel polls on rmworldtravel.com into hour two today. So you want to you want to do them now before Mary shares a rundown? I like the plan, Rudy. That's a good okay. idea. Let's do that. Um, all right. So, and we're going to have new polls coming up this week, folks. One of them, we're going to ask you, you know, what your thoughts on what should happen with that suite at the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. Um, and uh, we'd love to know your thoughts on that. But uh, here are the results of our current travel polls. You'll find them on our, on our website at rmworldtravel.com. The first question is, you know, what item have you lost most often on a plane? And this comes from my visit to um, Unclaimed Baggage a few weeks ago down uh, in uh, North Alabama. Uh, and here are the results. Uh, eye or sunglasses, 30%. Books, 21%. Electronics, 18%. Jewelry, 16%. And clothing, 15%. And the results of our second question is, for your next big trip, how will you book it? And the results are, I'm going to book it direct, 42%. An uh, online travel agent, such as Expedia or Priceline or, or Orbit, something like that, 25%. Travel agent, 18%. Multiple ways, which would be using any of those we just mentioned, 15%. And the wholesale club, uh, many of them offer that, zero. No one's using that. So, Mary or Rudy, any thoughts on that? Well, as far as lost items, I've read that uh, one of the most popular in quantity items uh, that flight attendants find are Disney items, Disney souvenirs that really? kids just have to have on the plane well, back on the way Florida. home. Yeah, or or, um, or, land, or Los I don't know, you guys. I've I've never. I don't think I've ever left anything on an airplane before. Rudy, have you? I've lost a smartphone on an airplane. I've mm. recovered it actually, but I got you know mm -hmm. halfway through the terminal I had to run back. But flight attendants say that people you know fall asleep with their smartphone in their hand or in their lap and it falls down you know between the seats and uh, uh, my yeah. sport coat. Remember, I lost my sport coat yeah. there one time. No, it was a taxi cab. 
No, no, it was on oh, you left on a yeah, it was plane, on plane too. It was on a plane. <laughs> yeah, 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 too. But but you know when I went to unclaimed baggage, eyeglasses or sunglasses actually are one of the biggest things they provide to the Lions oh, Club sure. around the U.S. It was right. big. So anyway, all right, um, all right. So, coming up this yeah. hour, Mary. Coming up this hour, segment two, our showcase segment. The director of the National Eagle Center, Scott Mayos, will be here to discuss the symbol of the United States and how you can experience these creatures up close. And if you love pizza as much as we do, don't miss segment three, as we'll share top places to go enjoy it in the U.S with the Daily Meal senior editor, Dan Myers. And then Riley Main of the Lake Pepin Legacy Alliance will weigh in on just how clean is the Mississippi River, and that'll be in segment four. And then Jim Spath will be here to share his memoir, Up, Up, and Astray, about the golden age of air travel towards the end of the hour. But first, as always, why don't we, uh, Robert, why don't you start us off with a news story? All right, we'll get back into our travel news. I've got a bit of a hotel theme going this week here. Uh, Before the show today, I was looking over some information from our friends at Business Travel News. And I saw a report that suggests that the number of hotel rooms under construction or in planning is growing at a slower pace than it has in past years across the globe. But here's what really stuck out to me. Where do you think the greatest number of hotels under construction is occurring around the world? Any, any guesses? Mary or uh, Rudy? Asia. Uh, you would think, okay, but no. Europe was number one with a uh, change from last year of almost an 18% increase. And despite all the Brexit happenings, the UK is leading the way, way right now with about 22% of the rooms. Germany is second at 17%. The US was second on the world stage with an 8.8% increase. Asia and the Pacific was third, which we just said I would have thought would have been first, with a 6.6% increase. China's leading the way, of course, at 58%. Indonesia's beating out India. Uh, new hotel rooms in the Middle East are growing at a 5 5.4% clip with Saudi Arabia leading the way at 41% of that. And then the United Arab Emirates uh, is 35%. What I did find interesting, Mary, the report says that Africa hasn't seen much growth and it's primed for it. And if we have time, Rudy's next, but I will get to that because I have a story on that actually. All right, Rudy, what do you got? Well, it's been since March of 2014. That's three years now since Malaysian Airlines Flight 370 went missing, leading to the loss of 239 souls. And as we all know, years of searching has failed to turn up that wreckage. We still don't know what went wrong there for sure. But a report issued this week by the Australian Transport Safety Bureau, uh, Australia led the search for that aircraft, by the way, that report says the world has failed to install advanced systems that could help in any future airline disaster like that. We haven't installed advanced systems to warn when a plane is in distress. We haven't, we haven't mandated better devices that can pinpoint the location of a plane should it go down. We still don't stream continuous information of flight data because it's expensive. Now, by 2018, that kind of system is going to be required, that continuous streaming of flight data, but only on newly built jets. Uh, Given the $155 million that was spent searching for that Malaysian flight, I think the necessity of making those changes would be obvious. Mary? Hmm. All right. Well, uh, going back to what Robert was just talking about in terms of hotel growth, Hilton this week announced an ambitious um, plan to expand in Africa. Hilton has committed a total of $50 million over the next five years towards the Hilton Africa Growth Initiative to support the continued expansion of its sub-Saharan African portfolio. And these funds are intended to support the conversion of about 100 hotels, that's roughly 20,000 rooms, in multiple African markets into Hilton-branded properties, namely its flagship uh, flagship Hilton Hotels and Resorts brands, the upscale Doubletree by Hilton, and the recently launched Curio Collection by Hilton. And um, they said that they remain committed to growth in Africa after having been present on the continent for more than 50 years. They believe there's a lot of growth there. Mm. All right, you got one more? I do have one more quick one. Uh, 
Well, let's see which one here. Well, Los Cabos, uh, long immune to negative reports about drug violence in Mexico, has made an appearance for the first time, as we know, in the U.S. State Department travel warning that was issued back in August. And they have responded swiftly to protect their stake in the tourism industry to the tune of a $47 million development plan that includes enhanced security uh, and a rapid communications network that will be established among private tourists, interests, and authorities. So information on any developing issues, whether it's weather issues, security issues, can be conveyed quickly uh, to the proper authorities. Okay. Uh, tourism accounts for 90% of their economy. So without that, uh, they, they don't have a lot no, going they on. No, so. they do not. All right. Well, folks, uh, listen, we appreciate you being here with us. Uh, Rudy today is out in Lake City, Minnesota, and he's going to be speaking next uh, with Scott Mayus with the National Eagle Center. Mary and I are manning controls back here in the New York area. Do connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at RM World Travel. And your RM World Travel Express rolls on. We're back in three minutes. Connect with America's number one travel radio show by calling 800-387-8025 or check in anytime at rudymaxa.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you toss and turn at night, waking up achy and sore, you may want to get a Casper mattress. Casper's comfort foams guarantee you'll sleep cool and provide pressure relief and spinal alignment, keeping you balanced in cushiony comfort. Casper's support foam brings it all together with long-lasting durability. Casper ships for free, so you can try it for 100 nights risk-free. Don't love it? They'll pick it up and refund you everything. Get $50 toward the purchase of your mattress by using code RUDY at Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. Find the link at rmworldtravel.com. Alma Waterways River Cruises are all about ensuring you enjoy the destinations as well as the journey itself. Immerse in local cultures and sites and enjoy luxury accommodations as you travel from one stunning city to the next. Every Alma Waterways River Cruise includes small group tours and excursions in every port of call, plus all your meals and fine wines and beer with lunch and dinner. You'll get free Wi-Fi and bicycles to explore on your own or join guided bike tours of charming towns. Discover Europe, Asia, and Africa with the best at amawaterways.com or rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Whether you're looking to buy new luggage, give it as a gift, or replace what you're using because you know it's not the best, get Travel Pro, as it's what we all use when we travel. Travel Pro is the choice of flight crews and in-the-know frequent travelers. They've transformed travel since creating the original rollerboard wheeled luggage, and they stand behind their products with lifetime warranties. You'll find Travel Pro at Macy's, Amazon, eBags.com, and top luggage specialty retailers, or check out TravelPro.com to shop their online outlet. There's also a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Do you think identity theft is only when someone adds charges to your credit card? It's actually when someone pretends to be you to open new accounts in your name. LifeLock can help. They use proprietary technology to alert you to a range of identity threats. If you have a problem, they have a team of U.S.-based specialists who will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. Membership starts at $9.99 a month plus applicable taxes. Go to lifelock.com, use promo code RUDY and get 10% off or visit rudymaxa.com under sponsors. To connect with the program, call 800-387-8025 or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Welcome back to America's number one travel radio show. I'm Rudy Maxa coming to you live. You'll hear some noise in the background occasionally, some doors. Now, this would be really, really noisy here if it was a sunny day because I'm broadcasting from the... Uh, uh, 
well, slash Yacht Club slash Marina in Lake City, Minnesota. Beautiful river city town, about 5,000 people, except when visitors are here, and there are a lot of visitors, right on the Mississippi River. So we're coming from the uh, their main room. We're not sitting outside because it's raining. Uh, anyway, it'd be noisier. So if you hear some noise or phone go off in the background, that's what's going on. This segment of the program is sponsored by LifeLock. Well, it's been about a month now since the announcement of that massive credit bureau breach, and there was just another involving Whole Foods. This is serious stuff, folks, because if you were among the millions whose personal information was breached with Equifax, your information may already be out there for at least, it may have already been out there for at least three months. Identity thieves can buy your info on the dark web and use it to open new accounts, commit crimes in your name, even steal from your 401k. Now is the time to get protection. Sign up for LifeLock today. Now, what we like about LifeLock is they use proprietary technology to detect a wide range of identity threats, and they'll alert you if your information is being used. And if there is a problem, a U.S.-based identity restoration specialist will work to fix it. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but join today and you'll save 10% off your LifeLock membership if you use my first name, Rudy, the code Rudy. Call 800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com, use promo code Rudy. You'll save 10% today. You can also find a direct link at armworldtravel.com under sponsors. Along the Mississippi River, there has been, for many years, we'll find out from my guests in about 10 seconds, a push to save the symbol of America, the, the eagle, I, the bald eagle, I presume. My next guest is a specialist on, on the subject of, of eagles. He is the education director at the National Eagle Center in Wabasha, Minnesota, which is very close here. His name is Scott Mayhew. Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me here today. Even though it is raining, it's still a beautiful view here in Lake Pepin. It, it is. Now, I was corrected earlier in the first hour. I referred to seagulls out here, oh, yes. and the captain captain told me they're not seagulls because we're not on the sea. He said they could be lake gulls because we're on Lake Pepin. They can be river gulls, but, be, but they call them bagels. I think that was a joke. But what, yeah. what, 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 they're, they're right out there in the rocks, the white birds who look to me like seagulls. What would you call them? Yeah, I would call them ring-billed gulls. Ring-billed gulls is what I would call them. Because technically, that's what they are. That's what they are. Uh, But yeah, you're right. There is no sea here. So we could call them lake gulls and be okay with that. I see. Now, tell me about the history of eagles along the Mississippi River. When I moved here over a decade ago, I understand they were making a comeback. Were they almost extinct at some point? We had very low numbers here, even in Minnesota. In fact, between 1968 and 1972, from Wabasha, Minnesota, going all the way down the river to Rock Island, Illinois, there was only one nesting pair along a 261-mile stretch of river. That was it. Wow. And so how did this, uh, how, how, have you, how have you and your colleagues, or how have anybody brought them back? Well, what we do is we're, we're educators, and so we're talking about all the things that affected the eagles in the past, such as DDT. Once we remove DDT from the environment, that really helped bring the numbers back again. Now that same stretch of river that only had one nest has well over 300 nesting pairs of bald eagles. And the Mississippi River in Wabasha has always been a place for people to come and see eagles. Even the low numbers that we had back in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, people were coming to the river valley here to look at an eagle because they wanted to show their kids, their grandkids, an eagle because they thought it might never be around for them to see again. And so this was always the place to come, and it still is to come place to come and see eagles. Well, we should explain where Wabasha is. Minnesota, the Mississippi River begins in northern Minnesota near the Canadian border in a town called Itasca. And uh, it, it grows, obviously, in size as it, as it flows south toward New Orleans. And Wabasha is in the southern part of the state. Am I right? That is correct. We're in the southeast corner of Minnesota. We're in what, what is called the Driftless Area. The Driftless Area is that part of Minnesota when the last glaciers came through, missed this chunk of Minnesota. So it's beautiful rolling bluff hill landscape. And then you've got Lake Pepin at its base. Okay. 
Eagles. Now, do they live here year-round? They don't migrate somewhere in the winter, do they? We have eagles that live here year-round, and then we also have eagles that migrate here as well. So eagles that have nested across northern Minnesota, northern Wisconsin, and Canada will migrate to our river valley for the winter. And right outside the Eagle Center, because we have open water, because of Lake Pepin, mm -hmm. which is a widening of the river coming to a narrower channel, it keeps a faster stretch of water open where eagles migrate to. So most winters, we average two to 300 bald eagles along a five-mile stretch of river. It is the best place to see eagles in North America. And they must really stand out because there's a lot of snow here, and it's sort of white in the winter here, so you can see an eagle. And they fish. I mean, they're eating fish in, from the Mississippi, correct? They, they are definitely eating fish. In fact, it's not uncommon to come to uh, Reed's Landing, which is just south of Lake City here, in between Lake City and, and Wabasha, where the lake ends, like Pepin ends, and then the river continues, and you might see 20 or 30 eagles sitting right on the edge of the ice shelf. No. Waiting for fish that have died further upstream underneath... Lake Pepin by Lake City or Red Wing come floating with the flow of the water. The eagles literally just sit there conserving energy, waiting for fish, literally come right to them. It's like a floating buffet line. They sit there and wait. And what a great place to do that. Well, I've seen, well, let me re-identify. I'm talking with Scott Mayhus. He's the education director of the National Eagles, Eagle Center in nearby Wabasha, Minnesota. We're in Lake City, Minnesota. And I'm going to ask him about the Eagle Center in just a moment. But one last question. I live in the Twin Cities. I live in St. Paul right on the Mississippi River. And even there, I see eagles dive bombing into the Mississippi River and coming up with a fish in their, uh, uh, so even in the urban centers. Oh, it's an amazing comeback that the eagle has made. It's an amazing comeback. And so people in urban areas like you're describing are seeing eagles and it's an amazing comeback. We never thought we'd be at that point 20, 30 years ago, but today we can see them in, in many areas. Tell me about the Eagle Center. Obviously, visitors can come there. What, what I have not been, so tell me about the Eagle Center and what folks can see if they come here. Well, we sure hope that you'll come visit us sometime, Rudy. We have two floors, the displays and exhibits that relate to Eagle, our American symbol. People get a chance to learn about the natural history, the lifestyle of the Eagle, so to speak, uh, but also, more importantly, the cultural connections of the Eagle. We know about the Dakota that lived in the area and the connection that they had the eagle. But there are Native Americans, there's veterans, there's all kinds of people that have connections to the eagle, and they can learn those connections at the Eagle Center. But more importantly, Rudy, you get a chance to be literally a foot to two feet away from a live bald eagle with no barriers. You're right there, as close as we are right now, looking at a bald eagle. And then the coolest part is because we're on the river, you can look out and see an eagle flying by outside as well. Do you do anything for the care and protection of eagles? Is the Eagle Center do, involved in that at all? Well, we definitely, as educators, we're educating every day about the plight of the eagle. We know that we brought them back from the brink of extinction after removing DDT, but there are still issues out there, including lead. Lead, unfortunately, is a killer of eagle, and they find that in gut piles. A hunter will put out a gut pile, thinking that they're doing a fa good favor by putting those gut piles out there for some predator to find. Eagle sees that, though, eats on that. Any fragments of lead in there, that eagle may die. So encouraging hunters to switch over to copper or switch over to some other alternative. I'm sorry, I, what is a gut pile? Yeah, oh boy, yeah, that's a... That's a I mean, a local term here. I'm but a city boy. I yeah, don't know. <laughs> yeah, so a gut pile is when a hunter shoots a deer. Mm -hmm. They're going to gut the deer. They're going to take all the lower intestines and all the stuff that they're not going to eat. Mm -hmm. And they're going to place that out in the woods because they don't want to carry that extra weight home. And then they think, well, if I can put that out there for some predator, like an eagle or a coyote or fox to find, all that's good great. Win-win. Exactly. But we all know that eagles have eagle eyes. And if they see that, they feed on that. Any fragments of lead in there, literally. Oh, this, from the bullets. From the bullets. When, that, when that slug hits the deer, mm -hmm. it may fragment when it hits bone. Mm -hmm. Those little fragments, the size of Lincoln's nose on a penny. Lincoln's nose on a penny is the size of a piece of lead that could kill an eagle literally in four to five days.
You seem to know a lot about eagles. I like that guy. I, I like that in the guy who works at a uh, works at a National how, Eagle Center. <laughs> how can you not be passionate about a, such a beautiful well, bird? Are there eagles in all fifty? I mean, I'm really stupid about eagles. Are there fifty? Uh, are there eagles everywhere now? Eagles are found in all states except for. Hawaii, but otherwise they're found in all states. In Minnesota, in the lower 48, now Alaska has over 10,000 nesting pairs of bald eagles in Alaska. Is that the capital of eagles? In in, in North America, yes. But in the lower 48, Minnesota, where you are right now, is number one with well over 2,300 nesting pairs of bald eagles. And is the National Eagle Center open year-round? We are open year-round, every day. You can get a chance to see the eagles right from our windows. What an amazing view to see an eagle up close and see one in the wild. What does a little kid see when they see this eagle two feet or one, you say, right in front of their very faces? Oh, it's amazing to see the expression on their eyes. I mean, their eyes eyes are literally as big as pancakes, uh, and they're often speechless, uh, which is uncommon for kids sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even if they're not, sometimes I watched a little girl the other day that was trying to mimic the eagle calling, because when our eagles see another eagle flying by outside, they yell at that eagle to stay away, to get out of their space. Really? And so this little girl was trying to mimic the call of the eagle, and that was so cute. So eagles are territorial. Oh, very territorial. Yep. This is their space. They get good food at the Eagle Center. They want all those wild eagles out of the area. And a, a wild eagle couple. How many how many eagles can be born from an eagle in a year? I mean, do they lay multiple eggs or is it like one egg a season? Or Eagles lay eggs on, on average in this area in the first week of March and it's two to three eggs per year. Two to three eggs and per did year. And do most of those mature? Or are there... Unfortunately, unfortunately 1.5 will get to the point of fledging. And of that 1.5, only about 20% will survive to adulthood. And what's, what are the, are the predators that get them? They're at the top of the food chain. So unfortunately, things like lead issues, getting hit by cars, but the biggest chunk will die because of starvation, not enough food. Scott Mayus is the uh, education director at the National Eagle Center in, in Wabasha, Minnesota. Check it out at nationaleaglecenter.org. Scott's enthusiastic. You can feel it. We'll be right back. Join Rudy Max's world with the carries by calling 800-387-8025. Access the show anytime at rudymaxa.com. We'll be right back. If you struggle with sleep problems, you're going to want to check out MyPillow. MyPillow is designed to give you the exact support you need regardless of your sleep position. It has a patented fill. It's made in the USA. They offer a 10-year warranty with a 60-day money-back guarantee, and you can even wash it and dry it. Right now, they've got a great deal. Get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows to go any wear my pillows that are perfect for travel to get in on this special four-pack deal go to mypillow.com click on radio listeners enter promo code rudy or visit rmworldtravel.com under sponsors you've heard us talking for several years about dollar shave club's razors but did you know they offer so much more everything for your hair face skin and shower delivered right to you and now you can try it all get their first month starter set which includes travel size shave butter body cleanser wipes and a month of their best razors for just five bucks after that replacement cartridges ship for just a few dollars a month. Get your starter set for $5 exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash Rudy, dollarshaveclub.com slash Rudy, or find a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors.
Our phone lines are always open at 800-387-8025. And stay connected with the program at RudyMaxa.com. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World with the Carries. It's segment three, everyone. Welcome back to the New York area. Robert Mary with you to talk about something we think is worth having to get away for, pizza. Before we slice it up with Dan Myers, a quick word to say that this portion of the program is sponsored by Redland Cotton. Well, and since uh, so many of you in our audience have responded overwhelmingly to this sponsor, that success has helped them expand to offer two new lines of sheet sets, two new lines of duvets and shams, and a new line of luxury cotton bath towels as well. Redland Cotton products are 100% made in America with all American materials, and their towels are actually the only two-ply cotton bath towels that are made in the USA. They are. And, you know, folks, these are affordable, top-quality bed linens and towels. So check out their entire collection of products. You'll find it at redlandcotton.com. Or, as always, you'll find a link for all of our sponsors at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. All right. Well, we don't eat pizza as much as we used to. Although I'd like to. I'd like to as well. It's one of my favorite foods. Who doesn't love a good pizza? But at one point, we easily could have named off a few dozen pizza places around the country, right? right? Well, Dan Myers is editor at The Daily Meal, and he says nowadays you don't have to travel to New York, Chicago, or San Francisco to experience great pizza. Since 2013, Dan and his team have set out to find the best pizza in every state. So let's go to the phones and welcome him to the show. Hey, Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. So I got to tell you, Mary and I, we love dining at great restaurants as, you know, we travel around the country and the world, but we also like to sample the pizza when possible. You know, (laughs) just this past week, we were coming back from our weekend getaway. We stopped in New Haven, Connecticut to enjoy one of our favorite places, uh, Sally's a Pizza, but unfortunately they were closed, so we opted for Pepe's. But let's start off with what you think makes for a great pizza, and what are the elements that you say must be there in order to make your list? Well, um, I mean... One thing that's really, really surprising is that when you travel all across the country, there's a lot of bad pizza, of course, but there's also a lot of really, really good pizza. And a really good pizza comes down to the individual elements. It's the crust, the sauce, the cheese, the other toppings. They all have to be really, really well done with a lot of thought given to each one. Yeah, you can take a slice of bread and slap some cheese and sauce on it and call it pizza, but unless you really, really care about every single element, you're not going to nail it. And, uh, and, and all the places that, that we've highlighted in the best pizza in every state, they all really nail it. So, Dan, I have a question. Um, there's always the local standbys uh, in pizza, you know, places that have been making pizza for generations and, and making great pizza. Were there some places around the country that surprised you, pleasantly surprised you? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I mean, listen, you, you know, you, you go up to Anchorage, Alaska, and you don't necessarily expect to, to find great pizza. There's a place that's been doing it for 20 years up there called, uh, called Moose's Tooth. Hmm. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, you go to Wyoming, <laughs> and, and there's, uh, there's a place that opened in, in 2012 called uh, Bella Fuoco in, in Cheyenne, <laughs> and uh, it's this hus- husband and wife duo. Uh, in just this historic house. Well, two places. And they're turning wow. out great pizza. Two That's places, great. you know, we wish we had known that we were in Anchorage yeah. uh, two years <laughs> ago. But, all right, so let me ask you this. You know, although we're preferential to the New York Neapolitan-style pizza, I mean, Chicago mm-hmm. deep-dish pizza can also be good. Lou Melnati's, you know, they've got their signature crust. That's a favorite yeah. of ours. And the, even the way Giordano's, Giordano's makes a good deep-dish yeah. pie. But you say, what, Pequot's, it's a place to go in the Windy City. You know, talk to us about that place. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, well, there, there's a guy named Bert Katz um, who actually uh, just passed away last year, sadly. But he opened Pequod's, or he opened, he opened his, his own restaurant in 1989 called uh, called Bert's Place, uh, and and that um, actually just reopened after renovation last year. Uh, but before that, he opened Pequod's, uh, which has a, a really deep caramelized, almost burnt crust. Uh, that that gives the the rest of the pizza a really interesting depth of flavor, and listen, you know, we can discuss whether deep dish pizza is pizza or a yeah. casserole. Yeah, I, I would agree. In New York, I, I, yeah. I tend to I, <laughs> I tend to think it's a little bit more of a casserole, but it's, a, no co- it's a cousin that. of pizza. It's a casserole. That's exactly. a good way to it's still describe delicious. it. It's still delicious. <laughs> All right, so I have a question for people listening right now. If they wanted to plan a road trip and hit the top three places for pizza in the states, where would you send them? Well, first, I'd send you to New York, mm-hmm. obviously. Right. <laughs> You'd have to go to Grimaldi's. Uh, You'd have to, to take pizza. a trek out yeah. to. You'd have to take a trek out to Brooklyn and 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 go to Defara. You know, you'd you'd really have to. Um, uh, uh, and then you'd have to go to Connecticut. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't automatically associate Connecticut with having great pizza. But if you go to New Haven, um, as, yeah. as you guys mentioned, you know, you've got to go to Sally's. You've got to go to Peppy's. It's a totally different And, and Modern's there if Modern's you want something in the middle. Too. So, all right, we've got those Modern. two places. You've got about 20-some-odd seconds. Where, where's another place in the country you might send them for a great pizza? Uh, San Francisco. Uh, you know, su- surprisingly, San Francisco has, uh, has, has Tony's Pizza Napolitana. Uh, if, if you want really, really great Neapolitan-style pizza, San Francisco probably has, uh, has more places in the, in the country than any other place. Well, that, we're going to leave it there. I would also say, folks, uh, Miami is a great place. Andiamo, I've been there. I know it's down on Biscayne Boulevard. So, uh, Dan, great talking to you. Really appreciate a fun segment uh, and always enjoyable when we can marry, you know, a passion with travel. So enjoy the weekend. <laughs> well, thank you. Take thank care, Thank you Dan. so much for having me. Yeah, bye. All right, Mary, I am hungry. I'm for starving. Some pizza. <laughs> Absolutely. That was not a smart oh segment gosh. to do for the show. Food and travel, starving. Uh, not at all. But. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, but there are still two more segments to go, so stick with us. Rudy Max's World with the Carries is back in three minutes. Rudy Max's World with the Carries phone lines are open 24-7 at 800-387-8025, and so is the website at RudyMaxa.com. We're back after these messages. Welcome to A Dash of Salt, where we debunk myths and shake up what you think you know about salt. Myth number one comes from Michael T. The older you get, the less salt you should have. Everyone knows that. Okay, let's shake it up. Here's the truth. In older people, a low-salt diet could actually be bad. It could result in a lack of thirst, which leads to dehydration. Also, getting the right amount of salt can help reduce confusion or loss of cognition. I hate being wrong, but that's actually pretty awesome. It's true. Everything's better with a little salt. Join us next time on A Dash of Salt and find out more at alittlesalt.org. Not available in all states. Hey, Carl, how is it you're always golfing? I thought you owned a business. <laughs> I own a recent Irby's robot franchise, Bob. Uh, robots? What do they do? They serve seven flavors of delicious frozen yogurt in just 60 seconds with a choice of six tasty toppings. I've got robots in malls, movie theaters, and hospitals, and the franchisor secured these locations for me. Sounds so easy. Yep, managing my robots is simple. Each takes about eh, two hours of maintenance a week, leaving me plenty of time to practice my short game. 
Oh, nice shot. Looks like I need to get some Reese and Irvies robots. Easiest employees you'll ever have. Just go to frailfranchising.com. Reese and Irvies will supply everything you need. They even secure you high-traffic locations. Hey, where are you going? To learn more about a Reese and Irvies franchise opportunity. To learn more about your Reese and Irvies Froyo robot franchise opportunity, go now to froyofranchising.com and use promo code 2828. Froyofranchising.com, promo code 2828. That's froyofranchising.com, promo code 2828. Okay, Kevin, for the grand prize of $1 million, what color is the White House? Um, I know this, I know this, I know this. Um, five seconds. Oh, Switching to GEICO could save you a bunch of money on car insurance? Okay. Judges? That's true, Kevin. They'll allow it. Congratulations. You're a winner. Woo! GEICO. Because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections just visit vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout that's vistaprint.com promo code 1313 sooner or later your car will break down if it happens after the manufacturer's warranty expires something like a new engine could cost you over five thousand dollars that's why we suggest getting extended coverage from carshield.com they make the process easy you select your favorite mechanic or get the work done at a dealership and carshield does the rest by paying them directly call 800 car 6100 and mention code Rudy or carshield.com and use code Rudy to save 10%. For info, go to rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. A deductible may apply. Get out the map, get out the map, and lay your finger anywhere down. To participate in the program, call anytime at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Once again, you're in Rudy Maxa's world with the carries. And this portion of the program is sponsored by DollarShaveClub.com forward slash Rudy. I don't own it. That gets you a discount. For a great shave at a great price delivered right to your door, make the smarter choice. Join dollarshaveclub.com forward slash Rudy as Robert and I have. And they offer more than just razors. They make their own high-quality personal and grooming products, everything for your hair, face, skin, and shower. Dollar Shave Club has all your bathroom needs delivered to your door. When shopping in a store for all that stuff, there are too many options. And if you have any questions, it's not as if the clerks are experts on those products. That's why we use dollarshaveclub.com, Rudy, for almost everything. Razors, body cleanser, hair gel, even hygiene wipes. Dollar Shave Club is changing the game with their premium ingredients and sophisticated scents to help all of us look and feel amazing. Right now, you can try it all, and you can get their first month starter kit, which includes travel size uh, shaving cream and other products by going to dollarshaveclub.com forward slash Rudy, or you can find a direct link at uh, rmworldtravel.com by looking under sponsors. Coming today live from the uh, marina in a charming lake city, excuse me, charming river city on the Mississippi River, but it's actually called Lake City. So why is it called Lake City? It's called Lake City because there is a bulge in the Mississippi River, the widest bulge in the Mississippi for the entire length, the 
starts at Canadian border and goes down to New Orleans. That is called Lake Pepin. And as all of America knows, water quality is of great concern these days. In fact, uh, we had a Mississippi, ex- uh, excuse me, a Minnesota explorer named Anne Bancroft on who sailed the entire length of the Gang- Gang- Ganges River in India recently uh, to promote water quality. And she's going to do the Mississippi River next year. My expert, uh, my expert, my guest is a water expert, a, a expert here on Lake Pepin, Riley Maine. She's the executor, executive director of the Lake Pepin Legacy Alliance. But we can also so, Riley, correct me if I'm wrong, consider the Mississippi River because the water in Lake Pippin, Pepin is Mississippi River water, right? Yep, that's correct. It's just a wide stretch of the Mississippi River. All right. So how, give me the news. Is it good news? Is it bad news? Is the water quality here getting better, getting worse? Uh, give me a report card. Sure. It's a little bit of a mix. Um, it's certainly better than it was in the 70s. Um, back then, there was a lot of issue with wastewater uh, from the sewage, and especially up in the Twin Cities coming down, and bacteria counts were very high. You couldn't swim in the water. So there was a big effort down here. They had about 3,000 citizens called the Citizens for a Clean Mississippi River that really pushed Minnesota to clean up their sewage um, and improve their treatment processes. Um, But unfortunately now we still have issues and they're a little bit hidden under the surface of the water. It's mostly nutrients from agricultural areas upstream and then sediment filling in a lot of the backwaters and creating cloudy water. And that if you look out at the river, you don't necessarily see that. You can swim in the water, um, you see wildlife around, but it's still threatening the health of the lake. And that runoff is coming from uh, farms and agricultural products that the phosphates and that sort of thing. Yeah, so Lake Pepin is impaired for excess phosphorus, and most of that is coming from um, the Minnesota River, which is largely an agricultural basin. Um, so all and of it that runs in. Uh, excuse me for interrupting. It runs into the Mississippi River up by the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, yep. and then it flows down down this way. Now, I've got to tell you, the mayor told me that in you know nice weather and warm weather, he will bathe in Lake Pepin. Which is a reason not to go and swim Lake, Lake Pepin right there, but no. But seriously, is that is it? Can you swim in the Mississippi River here safely? Oh yeah, definitely. I've swam in the Mississippi River here, um, and so the the nutrients don't necessarily pose a health risk unless you have low flow, and then you may see algae blooms because of the excess nutrients, and those can potentially be toxic. But we have a much higher flow than we used to have, so you don't actually see algae blooms very often anymore. Um, so really, there isn't a health risk from the excess nutrients. It's more of a risk to um, to the fish and the, the waterfowl in the lake. I know we only have one minute left, and I know you're not an expert on the entire length of the Mississippi River, but speaking generally, is it is it just different? When it goes through Kansas City, is it different? It gets to New Orleans, is it different? Is it is it up? Is it down? Is it in? Is it out? Yeah, it is different. Lake Pepin, because it's so wide, is actually a catchment for almost all of the pollution in Minnesota. Um, So a lot of that is stored here, and you actually have some of the cleanest stretches of the Mississippi River just south or just downstream of Lake Pepin. Um, So it varies. Here we have problems with excess sediment. Down near New Orleans, you have problems with not enough sediment. Um, So yes, it definitely varies depending upon the different dynamics of the river. Well, the bottom line is you can come here to Lake Pepin and you can bathe in Lake Pepin like the mayor does often or sometimes, or you can swim in Lake Pepin. And as I say, it's Lake Pepin is Mississippi. I have never known that you could have a lake and a river contiguous. I mean, I mean, it's the same water, but it's this big bulge that creates a lake. I didn't know that. Riley, thank you so much for joining me. 
Uh, Riley Main is the executive director of the Lake Pepin Legacy Alliance. Uh, if you happen to have relatives here and want to know more about it, LakePepinLegacyAlliance.com. We'll be right back with Robert and Mary talking to about oh, well, a new book you should know about. To join Rudy, Robert, and Mary, call 800-387-8025 or follow them on Facebook or Instagram at RM World Travel. We're coming right back. Rudy, Robert, and Mary call anytime at 800-387-8025. Follow the program on Facebook or Instagram at RM World Travel. Now back to America's number one travel radio show. Well, 112 minutes. They've come and gone, Mary. And folks, we're back with you for the final segment of this week's broadcast. Even though it's segment 10 for the week, we're not letting up and we're moving to the finish line at full speed. And this segment of your RM World Travel Connection is sponsored by Masterbuilt. It is. It's no secret that football season and delicious smoked foods go hand in hand. So whether you're tailgating at the big game or home gating in your backyard, you can cheer on your team while the Masterbuilt Smoker does the work for you. From fully featured digital electric smokers to portable propane versions, you will love how simple it is to share the goodness of slow smoked foods with your family and friends. Just visit masterbuilt.com for all their top retailers, their quick tips and recipes, or you can check them out at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. All right, our next guest, Jim Spaeth, is the author of Up, Up, and Astray, a memoir of an airline bachelor during the golden age of air travel. Jim spent four decades in the airline industry holding various airline positions with TWA. He's basically canvassed the globe. He loves aviation and travel so much that although retired, he currently conducts travel presentations in local communities, and he's a volunteer with the Cincinnati Aviation Heritage Society. Welcome, Jim. Nice to speak with you today. Well, same here, Robert. Pleased to be uh, your guest. Well, we appreciate your time. So, you know, listen, with 40 years spent working for TWA, clearly one of the pioneering airlines during the golden age of air travel, you know, you worked during a really unique time in air travel. So, love to know what stands out for you about that time for airline travel that you believe might be missing from today's aviation experiences. Well, you know, I hear that quite often because uh, the younger people seem to think only of the negatives of that period. There was an article in the New York Times written by a fellow who was probably a child during that period who uh, more or less put it down and said, well, they had bigger seats and that was about it. And he put down the smoking and, and the fact you had flights that stopped once or twice, well... Would you rather stop once or twice on the same plane or connect and possibly lose your connection in your baggage? So anyhow, when I hear those people talk like that, I say, uh, when's the last time you rode in a coach lounge? Right. And that usually starts a good conversation. They'll be like, point. they'll be what? Wait, yeah, so you're... true. Yeah, All it, right. it was a, the, the whole culture was different then. People dressed up to go on airplanes. It was more of a privilege. It was something to talk about. It was something to look forward to. You had personal contact with people on a telephone, with people at the ticket counter, people at the gate. Uh, nowadays, nobody even says anything but hello to an airline employee until they step on board the plane. Everything else is done electronically. 
and of course we could still function when uh, when the electric was down. So th- there was a lot of differences, but it was mostly the culture of excitement. I think a culture is a big part of that. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and we can still remember that culture. Listen, uh, Jim, I want to ask you about a particular aircraft. My personal favorite, the 747, which, as we all know, is being retired from domestic fleets. I think United is having their last international flight coming up in a few weeks. You've obviously flown on many. What did you think of that aircraft, and do you think there are any other aircraft out there today that rival it? I really don't. I, I haven't had the, the experience yet of flying on the Airbus uh, A380, which is bigger, has a, a, a second level all the way throughout the entire aircraft. But at the time, in 1970, the 747 was just unbelievable. Its performance was fantastic. The landings were always good because of the systems they had in the cockpits. And it was the only plane I could look out uh, the rear window and see the start of the contrail. That's how big it yeah, was. Yeah, that's how yeah. big it was. I love that. And you just yeah. wonder how it ever got off the yeah, ground. No, right, seven right. I used to enjoy that with TWA, the, uh, with the Lockheed, the L-1011. That was a nice plane I enjoyed flying on. But I do want to ask you this. Um, we'll kind of switch gears a little bit. You know, fate has played an important role in your life. I know you had a broken down car that led to your career with TWA. So, curious, what prompted you to write the book? What were you looking to share? I guess you just feel like you have a story to tell. Every year I go to a reunion with my colleagues who were also DCSs, which was short for Director of Customer Service, our job on board the aircraft. And uh, you could talk about the different experiences you had, and also people ask me, and I thought, I could put this pretty well down in a book and explain the, the different functions of what it was like being an airline employee back in those days. Uh, and, boy, it's changed so darn much since then. Yeah, you, you went from being a part of something to now uh, most people who work for airlines, they, think, they just look at it as a job. Uh, those who are actual employees, a lot of the uh, jobs have been subcontracted out to uh, other firms, too. So you don't have the camaraderie among the employees, in my opinion, that you used to. Right. I think what's so interesting about this book, we had an opportunity to read through it, are um, your connections with all of the people and characters, so to speak, that you met along the way during your 40 <laughs> it's years. It's a rich, detailed it really book. Is. It is. There's some great stories in it. Um, real quickly, we're going to run out of time soon. Anything about airline travel today that you are impressed with that you think that they're doing right? I think they're doing right in being able to get around to making you uh, get what you pay for. I'm noticing now mm-hmm. that you, you, if you're willing to pay for more room, you can get it, whether it's first class or the premium or comfort class, as some airlines call it, or the cattle car class is, uh, is often uh, called the, the rear well, end. Jim, you we're going to have to leave it there. We appreciate your time, and congratulations on the book. Folks, you can find Up, Up, and Astray by Jim Spaeth. It's on Amazon. It's at your favorite book dealer or wherever the books are sold. Jim, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jim. Take care. All right, and on that note, uh, that's going to do it for today's edition of our weekly travel get-together. Please be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at RM World Travel. Listen, special thanks to all our guests who appeared on the show today with us and everyone who assisted Rudy up in Lake City, Minnesota. Thanks to our show team for helping Mary, Rudy, and me put today's program together and to get it to you. To all our network affiliates and sponsors, especially the new ones that just started this week, and to all of you out there who helped make what we do America's number one travel radio show. Wherever you may be headed this week, safe travels and enjoy. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World with the Carries, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.